Welcome back to another episode of Asylum Arms. Um, before we start this shit show off, though, let's, um, <laughs> yes, shit show. Let's have a word from our wonderful sponsors at Auto. Wonder size to say. Go check out Audible. It's usually a good thing. Go check out Audible. They were gracious enough to sponsor the podcast. Thank you, Audible. We appreciate you. Yes, we appreciate you very much. Um, but with Audible, you can download it with you can download different titles and listen offline at any time, anywhere you choose to. You can also have it on smartphones, tablets, or basically any device you can. It's across all platforms without losing your spot if you wish. And also, if you want to keep listening after your subscription, you can just by using one of your year credits after you get the free subscription as well. And you can watch any series basically you want, and including this podcast on Audible as well. Damn, that went by a lot easier than last time. <laughs> Alright, anyways, let's get into the podcast part, you know, of the actual, so why you people are here, I guess. Um, <laughs> usually helps. It usually does help. Um, as usual, I'm welcomed by my co-host, One Way Hawkeye here. And Yo. we have our special guest, Biddy Mage here. Veteran guest. Which veteran, um, Biddy Mage shows Wooden Warrior Project as his charity. Biddy Mage, would you like to talk about that? Thank you for having me on. Much appreciated, guys. Glad to be here. Uh, Wooden Warriors, most people know about them, but basically they are they are the big uh, charity that goes and does a lot of the prosthetics and helps all the all the wounded warriors that have come back from wars and battles, and even not even non-wartime stuff uh, to help them with whether whatever their disability needs is, whether it be prosthetics, uh, you know, limbs, uh, some have gotten eyes, you know, whatever the case may be. But they they help with with the funding for a lot of that stuff. In in some case, in some cases, I heard they pay for pretty much everything. So you know, it's it's one of those that it's just easy way to give back. You know, there's you can, I mean, it's too many too many of our our brethren out there need the help. So. Oh, but I can. Because I never made a command for it yet. I did a lot of Yay. things with the podcast. I did a lot of things Woo. with the podcast, but that was the one thing I forgot to do. Christ. Oh, Woo. ball. <laughs> Disconnected from chat. Fuck you, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this mini mage guy sucks. We're not going to do this. Um, anyways, um, mini mage. Click the link, sign up. Yeah. Anyways, mini mage. Um. What branch are you, were you in the military? I was actually active army. Was in for a little over three and a half years before I got med boarded out. All right. Um, what was your like specific title? Uh, I have one of those fantastically long ones. I was uh, it was a seventy-five Foxtrot or forty-two Foxtrot, as it was later re redesignated. It was the uh, personnel information systems management specialist. <laughs> yeah, basically, if, uh, personnel records. Ah. A big word for that. Right, right, because we ma we manage we manage the database and uh, made sure everybody's uh, deployments and PCA, uh, TDYs, all that good stuff. You know, deployments, all that got put onto their records for basically uh, if they ever go to the promotion board. Mm, so, right. so yeah, right. what was um basic training like? For uh, it it was a little rough to begin with. Uh, the whole thing was rough because I was pretty much hurt almost the entire time. But uh, it was. Uh, it, it, yeah, I had to go. I had to put myself in that mindset that it was temporary, and I just needed to get through it. Right? Uh, going in, I my my first daughter was gonna be born while I was there, 
So, uh, right. So I went, I literally left, flew out of, uh, flew out two days before Thanksgiving in 2001. So I spent Thanksgiving at reception mm. and, uh, you know, I was in a, in a bay with, uh, probably another 50 some odd guys roughly. So yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was an experience in its own right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and um, uh, so we, you know, we got there. So basically, we really did nothing the entire weekend except hang out. And then uh, got processed through. I got over to the unit. You know, the whole freaking feeding frenzy that they that you see on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, know. oh, god, that was fantastic. But yeah, but you're just you're deer in headlights, so you just kind of go with the flow. Uh, take one bite and get told you're done right exactly that was it you is get one bite and you're it, out is that actually how it went basically yeah yes like like not it was like it was a slightly turned down of of it of what you would see from back in the eight, 70s and 80s but compared to today people have it have it have it easy didn't like, it, didn't, oh. like basically did it how it go basically whenever you stop um, eating for a second, you're done eating, or something like that. Uh, it, in some cases, yes. Uh, ours was we had five minutes from when the first guy sat down and got his got his food and sat down. We had five minutes from that point to be done eating and get out of the, the chow hall. So you learn to inhale without choking yourself. <laughs> what up, Dan? And, and, and it's a uh, it's a habit that still hasn't left most of us. Uh, I've 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 managed to curve it a little bit, but I'll I'll get to a story about that one. But like uh, when I went home for Exodus, uh, but getting off the bus for the the whole feeding frenzy, as soon as I took two steps off the bus, my ruck straps uh, came undone, and I had three drill sergeants Ooh. on my ass. Get out and give me push up. Get what the fuck is wrong with you? Get your fucking bag. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't get through two push-ups before they were fucking kicking me to go get in line and shit. So, <laughs> I was like, woo, okay. All right. Well, this is how it's going. All right. I'm good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that feeding frenzy is no, was no joke. And from what I've, you know, like I said, what I heard compared to today, shit, man. Uh, now on topic oh, of eating frenzies and stuff, what was your favorite and least favorite MRE? Uh, favorite has to be the cheese ravioli because <laughs> it was the only one that it tastes like absolute garbage. <laughs> I cheese the cheese ravioli. Yeah, uh, and then the least one probably had to be. I, I'm gonna say the most disappointing because I love a good beef stroganoff, and that beef stroganoff was no. Vinny Majors <laughs> broke the curse. He did not no. say wow. vegan omelet. <laughs> I, I never touched the vegan omelet because I was always managed to get one, like like one of the one of the few. Because they, I think at one point there was a couple trips in the field. They only had two types. It was typically either cheese ravioli, chili, or instead of chili, it was just like a beef stroganoff. I think once they had the vegan omelet. That box never got open. This video, I'm going to tell you right now. There's only one other episode that did not mention the vegan omelet. And that's because um, just devs, um, he didn't have the vegan omelet where he was. Yeah. It was veggie omelet. Yeah, yeah the veggie omelet. Yeah. Like our, our drill sergeants, they, they literally told us um, it tastes like shit and I wouldn't touch it. So we're just going to we're just going to save you the, the uh, agony, even though if we wanted to, we could. But they yeah. they they didn't they didn't bother with it. They're like, fuck that shit. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> the outer, you. I'm waiting for that. Best. 
I am waiting for the one episode that someone says vegan omelet is their favorite. The veggie omelet is their favorite. I'm just waiting for that one episode. That that <laughs> probably <laughs> won't happen. That's no, it the won't. If it no, does that, happen, it, I'll be surprised. The world is coming to an end. If it happens, the world is coming to an end. Guaranteed. Episode ends right it, after <laughs> those words. <laughs> Here, the, the asteroid is about to hit. You might as well just take cover. <laughs> 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 Powdered mashed potatoes. I'm calling stolen valor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, like there were about half the time, uh, they would, instead of MREs, they would like, if it was a breakfast, like we were out like, you know, early morning shit, they would bring out like scrambled eggs and home fries, hash browns, whatever it was for breakfast for us. And they hot were just, rations. hot rations. Yeah. They would slap it on a plate. We're like sweet. And just fucking fold that plate. If it, if it was foldable, shove it down her mouth, throw it away. <laughs> Take a hit of that orange juice, and you're done. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, <sighs> it was uh, crazy. Uh, all right, so any interesting defect stories? Um, dining facility. Okay. Chow hall. Yeah, chow hall. Because um, I'm vaguely remembering uh, back. There's some funny stuff that actually does happen. Uh, I I I guess the only one would be uh, as like. We were, I had to do, uh, I was on KP, kitchen, kitchen duty, uh, when I was at Gordon and one of the guys had, a, had a medical condition that basically made it, he had excessive body odor and apparently he had not showered that day and, and we had just finished the breakfast, uh, portion and Ooh. like almost the entire building stuck. It was bad. We were like gagging. We're like, we finally walked out into the actual, into the actual dining area and told, uh, the staffs aren't on duty. It was like, dude, seriously, we're going to, we're going to start hawking right now. If, uh, if you don't do something, he goes back there and he was like, yeah, he's got a thing. We're like, okay, we understand. We're just trying not to be rude or anything. He's like, no, I get it. He smelled pretty bad. You know, and I feel bad for that because, I mean, he had to have one of those uh, those prescription soaps that was, like, extra strength. And even that was hardly working for him. So he, it was at the point where he was having to shower, like, two, three times a day. He had a rough. Yeah. Yeah, he had a rough. <laughs> and I, and I, feel, I feel bad, but... We were like we we couldn't we, we couldn't be in there with him because it was just we were just we were ready to start imagine just tossing. Being, imagine being deployed with him. Though. Right, they don't uh, have showers out there a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, this, and what showers they can't do if you're not you know at at the initial base. Oh God. <laughs> so pool actually says, how about all the dipshits when when entering galley had to clear their weapon in the clear, in the clear barrel, barrel, and there's always a few that fire off a live round. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I had one of those on range day. Oh, and before we get on safe, well, get back to, you know, if I had a hard time with the uh, basic, uh, my first, technically it was the first three weeks of being at the unit. Uh, and then I got, I got the flu. So I was in the infirmary for like a weekend and then we got to go home for Exodus. So about two weeks, you know, doing constant PT, my, it's like my body, you know, it, it needed, it needed a break, but you never got the break because they're trying to break you down. Right. Mm. <clears throat> we had, you always have these, but we had, there was a bunch of 18 year olds who two weeks in were crying about, I got to go home. I miss my mom. I miss my girlfriend, all this stuff. And it's like, dude, talk, knock that shit off. And sure as shit, we had about. 10 guys just from our our platoon uh, or sorry our squad that uh just 
decided they couldn't hack it and went home. <coughs> I went home and the day I was supposed to go back to basic training after Exodus is when my old my older daughter was so they pushed it back a day so I could at least see her. That's good. And then I went back and a couple of days later find out she had a stroke that day. Shit. Yeah. So my older daughter is will always have a higher uh, EKG when you do an MRI. She'll have that EK, that uh, that uh, the activity scan for the brain. She'll always have a higher higher activity level now. <laughs> yeah, but she uh, so I mean, luckily it was she was so young. Her brain rewired itself, so she you know it would accommodate right. Had, you know she had some issues with the uh, learning and whatnot. Uh, unfortunately, you know you know her. Her mom's side of the family has called her for years, you know, just <laughs> it, it, everything for her. So they never really made her learn. They would just kind of, we just kind of pushed, they just kind of pushed her along, you know, kind of, kind of one of those, uh, no kid left behind things where they don't actually teach them anything. They just kind of push them forward. We won't get into so, it in the podcast, but that's why I hate about the current school districts and stuff. stuff right. Like that. that could go for, it's not a topic that could be on the podcast. Uh, it can be, I don't want it to be. <laughs> right. Well, with my daughter, he's like, that was kind of the thing is like, the, the, I, I moved to an area later on that the district was actually pretty decent. So, yeah, mm, that's know, good. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't bad. It was actually one of the, it's actually one of the better districts in Arizona. Oh, I, I was at one of the worst ones in my state. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that, uh, finally, you know, so as far you know, so. I, you know, I, I said that, you know, I basically hurt all the time. So I had the flu and I come back, we go on a, we go on a, uh, let's see, a ruck march. 10, we did a 10 mile ruck march, like a week or so after being back, I rolled my ankle. It swelled up the size of a softball, uh, off the side of my ankle. So <laughs> everybody was like, are you okay? <laughs> oh no, sorry. Uh, I, we were out doing the, uh, the whole, I'm up, they see me, I down st uh, stuff. And we were Ooh. doing it doing it through oh. trees and i dropped and landed uh in the butt of my rifle slipped and i landed on the rifle and bruised my and uh hurt myself ouch right uh, gotta gotta love basic battle drills right well there was also the, the but you know i was thinking okay i'm fine but then we uh, i think it was like the next day we did we were at a at a live range and you know the whole no brass no ammo well at that point, the uh, drill sergeants weren't supposed to touch you, but they had to check you for brass and live rounds. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I took a, I took a palm to the, to the floating rib, and it bruised my rib. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so but that's fine. So I was, I was out for like a week on that one, and then I rolled my ankle on the march, and that's all. They put me on crutches for like two weeks until my, until I could actually walk normally again. <laughs> I didn't actually get I didn't actually get back to normal status until the last week of basic training and the first day off of the profile I had to do a five mile run. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was rough. So what was, needless to say. What was your weirdest <laughs> um experience in the military? My weirdest? Yes. Uh, I don't even know if I would say I don't know if I'd say it was weirdest, but um uh, Probably the most, I'll just say the most frustrating was, uh, just trying to get, just trying to get people who outranked you to listen. Mm. That was, I, I would have to say that's probably the hardest because they look at you like you don't know what you're doing. See, I can relate to that with, um, because I used to be, um, assistant store manager. So I can relate that with dealing with corporate mm. in certain ways because corporate are just assholes to deal with in general in most places. Right. I fucking hate corporate. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it all depends, you know, like sometimes you, know, you do get in. that good corporate. I just never got that good corporate. <laughs> right. 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 And, and it, I guess it just depends on the company. Like I've been in somewhere. It, it didn't matter. And I've been in, I've been in uh, somewhere they actually gave a crap, but I've also been in small businesses that were worse than corporate. So AGN, I know that. I was just trying to make a slight comparison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the same, but it, there are some similarities for sure. You know, I mean, there's people are out for themselves in, in both sides, and you just gotta, you just gotta play the game, is what it comes down to. Mm. <laughs> it really does come down to that. Once you get good at the game, it don't matter. um okay so if if you if you don't necessarily have a uh weirdest story what about one that just made you sit back and laugh um oh okay one that made me laugh i was you know just kind of laugh because uh because it was she deserved it uh you know uh, you know fort hood i'm at the psb and basically going through my med board stuff you know so i'm trying to be careful but at the same time i'm still trying to you know do what i can as far as you know like, like the pt and whatnot but i can't i i've got a, it has to be pretty limited right because yeah. I, I i messed up my shoulder I, i'm pretty sure it was i popped a rotator cup but nobody wanted to look at it and when they did they said oh there's just some fraying but i'm like you don't understand all signs point to that. They were just like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. no, it's fine. It's, not, no, it's, it's fine. all right. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like you guys have ever misdiagnosed something, but okay. I've, heard, I, I've, uh, heard, I've heard a lot of VA stories that tell me the opposite of that one, but you know. Right, okay. right, right, right. It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. Um. So, but my detached sergeant, detached sergeant uh, always said, you know, he's shamming. He's, you know, he's faking. And, you know, he's going to, you know, I'm going to get him to admit to it. And when he, when he gets found fit for duty, you know, we're going, I'm going to, I'm going to punish him. We're going to get him. And, you know, the, the whole, the whole bit, right. You know, always out for me. And I'm like, what did I do? You know, and, you know, and many people would sit there and you'd be like, okay, well, show me, you know, like, a, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't hold 10 pounds in my arm. You know, if you extend it, you know, a lot of people, even a book, you can, you can hold a book out for like a minute or two. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to get the book extended before my arm would drop. Yeah. I feel like your real cutter cuts were slightly affected there. Right. Right. Just slightly. So, uh, you know, but I mean, you know, everybody was just like, you know, I was basically the guy that would train the NCO, the new NCOs in certain sections. So they knew how to, how to work at that section. Mm-hmm. So, so like, okay, well, <clears throat> I'm going out there and this detached sergeant, I overheard her telling the commander, you know, that he's going to come back fit for duty and she's going to get me and all this stuff. And the commander's like, I don't know about this. You can, I can see the look on his face because she doesn't realize that I'm watching, but he sees me. So I go over there, I get my stuff and it comes back 10%. I walk in. I, I show the commander and he says, fantastic. That's the best news I could heard her because uh, you need to get out of here because clearly people don't, don't like Mike. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> and, and, right. And then she walks, she literally like I'm walking out into the main area of the office and in front of everybody, she goes, so what's the result Van Oss? I said 10 and the look on her face was what? And I said, and I just kind of looked at her and she said, wait, say that again. I said 10%. And all she, all she said was, oh, and walked off. <laughs> and, all, and all I hear is people start snickering and laughing and they look at me like, fuck yeah. <laughs> she was, she was trying to gun for you on something, wasn't she? A little bit. Yeah. She said I was shamming the whole thing, but they, they found me, they found me, uh, have, have a severe, uh, severe enough issue that they said, nah, 
we'll just go ahead and go and forge you out. Yeah, yeah cuz like I could like you know the 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 vest, the the helm, you know, I, you know, it, it put so much pressure into my shoulder that you know, it was it was you know, 15 minutes of wearing it and I had to take it off because it was just digging so hard and just the 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 weight just killed me and I'm like I got to take this off and you know, they're like here, t-, you know, Typical, take Motrin, take Motrin. I got a freaking bottle of Motrin. No, I, I I became immune to Motrin by the time by that point. So was Motrin like a type of morphine or something? No, no it's, it's anti-inflammatory. I don't know. You're talking about think ibuprofen. Uh, think like, ibuprofen on steroids. Ah, okay. And it even it ain't even that good. So, <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So that happened, and everybody was like. Fuck yeah, you know it's like go ahead, get out of here. You don't need this bullshit. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> so, but you know, fast forward, you know, about a year or two later, my buddy, you know, he finally gets promoted, and I go to the ceremony because they had just come back from Iraq, and she and that late that detach sergeant's there, and she's in civilian clothes, and I'm like, this is weird. Okay, and so she says, hey Van, I hope you're doing good. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever. Fuck you. You know, just thinking to myself, fuck you, you bitch. You know, whatever. <laughs> and everybody's there. He's like, oh Van, you know, everybody, you know, everybody comes over. And we're all talking, and I was like, I'm like, so what's up with her? And they're like, oh, you didn't hear? She got busted for not only cheating, but apparently she had done enough and in- included included with my uh, with my the issue she had with me. But by the way, she was she was denying me going to the promotion board. Be, uh, using the excuse that the that the med board it was a valid reason not to send me. Uh-oh. It's not. No, there's I nothing in the reg. So. There's nothing in the regs that says that that's a thing. And uh, yeah. And they were like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah." They they 15 her out because of all the shit they caught her doing. And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" All right. I'm like, "Justice, <laughs> karma, whatever you want to call it." That's funny as shit. Like, okay. I'll, I'll, I was like. All right, I'm vindicated. This is cool, and I just fucking laughed. I was just like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" Yeah, and part of it too was uh, she was, you know, how typically, you know, you have the favorites. She was picking soldiers to go to the promotion board. Well, she was picking the shammers and the and the kiss asses to go. And mm. something like five of the first six she sent all ended up getting demoted back down to an E4. That's funny. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's no, needless funny. to say. Right. So, needless to say, uh, she, uh, you know, <laughs> she she was doing things. Not okay, so that was definitely an interesting story there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, army, army life is always interesting, no matter how boring it may seem. What would have been your um, scariest story? Oh man, I don't think I really had a scary story. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of pro- uh, how about if I give you one that hit home, uh, okay. probably the hardest, and it was actually right after. It was like almost right after I got out. So uh, with with the with being the uh, a uh, 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 personnel guy, right? I was 75 Fox slash 42 Fox after the change. You know, ERB rec- you know, ERBs and records. You know, we also handled the the life insurance. You know, soldiers who were leaving, we got them to sign the forms, make sure they were good. Well, when I got out, they brought they brought me over to the Copeland Center so I could also do the same thing: in and out processing, go to the deployment, help the soldiers, make sure their stuff was all straight. Did the same thing over there, right? Yeah. Well, at one point, this kid from First Cav comes through. Young kid, probably, I think he was like 18, you know, just had a newborn baby, not even two months. Right? And he was like, yeah, I just got here, but, I mean, you know, they're already sending me out, so I'm not going to bring my, my, my girlfriend or, or the baby out. I'm like, okay. 
and that's fine. You know, I'm like, all right, so here's your, I'm going to print off your life insurance form. I have to ask, do you want to keep it basic or do you want the, do you want the full amount? He's like, I just want ba- the basic. And I looked at him and said, the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, do you understand they're giving you free money if you die? And he was like, well, I got to pay for that, right? And I'm like, no, it's, it's 400K to you, your family. You don't pay shit. And he was like, I don't know. I printed it out, said 400K, sign the fucking form. I ain't letting <laughs> you leave. I, you're not leaving my chair without, without signing this form for the 400K. He's like, okay. Signs of turn it in. I was like, all right, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully nothing happens to the kid. Two months later, my mom calls me and says, yeah, some kid at first cab was killed in an attack. I was like, what was his name? She t- gives me a name. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, did he, was he survived by a, a wife, girlfriend or, and a, and like a four month old baby? She's like, yeah. And I told her, she was like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, mom, I made this kid sign his life insurance and take 400 K because he only wanted to take the 10k home kid same kid grew up in my hometown was going to go out to fucking war with only 10k of life insurance wait why did he even see i know why option I, to select between a 10k and the 400k take the it, it, you want to answer that one hawkeye yeah <laughs> there there's many different options uh, but it, when it comes to that it's it's personally speaking this this is my opinion it, it depends on what you Mm-hmm. Uh, personally speaking, I took the 400k option because they did that in my basic training uh, in processing. Okay. And when I was well, I was in and even out, they still had they had changed it. It was it was basically two options. Or I'll say sorry, three options: 10k, which was the base number, 200k, or 400k. But I mean, there really was no point. If you're gonna take 200k, I'm just gonna give you the 400k because there's no difference. You don't get charged for anything. You didn't get charged for any of it. It's either, you know, so why are you not taking the full amount? I mean, yeah. Especially especially knowing you're about to go to theater. Why it's like you want if you come back and you want to change it, that's fine. But you don't go to theater without your full amount. You know, because I mean, you don't know what's go- the fuck's gonna happen. You know, how many how many soldiers came back came back in you know with the flag? I mean more than more than enough mm. right so you know so every kid every kid that sat down in front of me i i, I filled everything out according to four the full amount and i said it's like do you want anything less than four and they nine times out of ten they would they would start with the i'm not sure and i'm like you're not being charged for it it's it's either 400k or you get 10k it's basically what it came down to. they're like i don't get charged for it. it's like no they're like okay and so I just got to the point where I was just 400k sign it, and they were just ask me how much is it. I'm like, it's 400k. You're not being charged. You don't you don't pay for shit. And they're like, okay, no problem. Just everybody just signed, well, sign, yeah. sign, sign, sign. I mean, there's there was no reason not to take it. It's most at that beneficial point. thing for your family. Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. You know, if something happens, I mean, especially in wartime, you take it. And you know, and I wasn't letting people leave my chair without it. So. And the fact that that kid, because we sat there for, for, I don't know, 20 minutes. Usually it takes like five, 10 minutes, but we sat there for 20 minutes and he was just kind of, we were kind of talking, and, you know, you know, where'd we go to high school and whatnot. You know, this this kid grew up po- in, po- impoverished and, you know, he was trying to make a, make a life for himself and his family. And I'm like, you don't want to leave them with this shit. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, being young tends to mean you're stupid too. So yeah. I'm like, like, I'm not letting you leave my chair. And so, yeah, I mean, that was probably the biggest, the the one thing that impacted me the most at that. All right, Paul, that'll be later on in the podcast, but we'll do. Um, do you have any advice that you would give to someone that's wanting to join the military, Biddy? Besides accepting 400k life insurance <laughs> policy. We'll, we'll we'll call that one A, or sorry, I will call that one B because if you decide to go in, you need to sign for the full amount. How's that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my biggest my one advice I tell people. Is get your mind right. Be ready. Get your mind right. Shit's gonna suck, 
embrace the suck it's only temporary it gets better on the it gets better once you're through through the uh through the basic training and then you get back to a, a semi-normality but just keep get your keep your mind right you know like i said we had what 10 guys or something like that leave basic training because they were wanting their mommy and they had to go back to the girlfriend because they missed them mm -hmm. they weren't they weren't mature enough for that you got to get your mind right. I went in at 25, about to turn 26. Isn't and it slightly hard to drop out of basic? You have to fuck up and want to quit to get, to drop out of basic. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, that, but that's how they weed them out. You know, it's you have to want to leave because at that point you're you're willingly breaking your contract that you signed with the government to go home. And depending on depending on the circumstances, a lot of the time it's a it's a, a other than honorable discharge because mm. you're li literally quitting on them. Which screws you. It screws you for the rest of your life. Basically, well, yeah, dishonorable discharge really does look bad. Well, well the, it's two different, two, two different things. things. Are they? There's, there's this dishonorable discharge, which means you were convicted of a crime, typically. Okay. And then there, then there's the other than honorable because you quit. You couldn't hack it, but you didn't get convicted of a crime or anything of that. Okay, type. I did not know those were two different things. Two different things, and like the other than honorable. Is it like career killing? But it does not look good at all. If you're if you get out on anything other than honorable, you know if you get out on honorable, you're golden. If it's not honorable, you're you're basically shooting yourself on the foot. Especially if you want to advance I mean, your even... especially if you want to advance your career into like law enforcement or something, that looks even worse. Oh, oh, they, even uh, general discharges. I've I've heard people that have general discharges that are have been having a hard time getting right. their job. Because it's not honorable mm -hmm. and it sucks. But, so, but when you get med boarded, it's honorable because you're being put out under something beyond your control. So, mm -hmm. um, hell, not even med boarded. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Vinny, what made you want? When did you when did you first find out you wanted to join the army? Um. Well, basically, uh, let's see, I had lost my job and ended up having to move in with my mom for a little bit. And it was what, not even a few weeks later that I was like, okay, you know, this is 2001, July, August timeframe. We, you know, me and my girlfriend moved out. You know, we found out we're expecting our, you know, our first child and moved in with my mom. We're like, okay, so I'm out. You know, you know. Been did some interviews. It was you know out driving around, you know throwing throwing my resume around, not getting anything, uh, no training. You know I have I really have nothing going for me at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know me and my girlfriend at the time were talking about it, and she's like, you know maybe maybe we need to consider the army. And I'm like, yeah. And it's like this. I I, I <laughs> never swear up and down you'll never do something because odds are you'll end up doing it. And that's what happened to me i swore up and down i was never going to join the army i looked at it okay i would like to get into computers because i had just started getting into computers the job i lost was was windows tech support for 98 95 98 98 second edition me so uh you know like okay i'd like to have something computer so i go in like okay i could do satcom admin whatever it was you know this is what like first week of september and reached out you know said hey can i have some more info a week later 9 11 happened my sister calls wakes me up it's like did you have you watching the news? I'm like, fuck no, I'm sleeping. She says, turn the TV on, and the first plane had already hit. So I was like, what the fuck? My mom walks in and I'm like, are you watching this? And I'm just sitting there, just like dumbfounded, watching the TV. We wake up, my girlfriend, and she was like, what the? And we're just like in awe of the images, right? Yeah. And that was the point that you know, because I was still kind of iffy about the army. That was the point that I knew that I was, I was, 
people are like, oh, well, you're just doing it because of 9-11. I said, no, actually, I was already thinking about it. That was the final little thing that kind of pushed me over the edge. You know, yeah. I'm like, let's go. So, you know, I did. Um, I guess now we'll switch, if you're okay with this one way, you want to switch gears into the content creation portion of it? Yeah. Unless you have any other questions for military related. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think we've covered just about everything in that, that particular uh, bracket of things. What? Um, so, Bidimage, what made you want to go into content creation, or what's, like, you know, the first step into it? What was the, the deciding factor, so to speak? Um, really just, it was just see if there, I could potentially find a way to make a little bit of extra money, you know? Didn't have a good job. You know, I was made, I was okay. I game all the time, you know, do, just watch the most random stuff, uh, but, you know, and I've been, I've been watching Twitch for, uh, like, four years at that point, I think. Mm. So, and never really thought about it too much, but it, you know, it, it had come up with my ex-girlfriend a few times and she was like, well, if you were making money off of it, you know, I wouldn't be so mad about your gaming and never crossed my mind. And then finally one year I was like, you know, you meet, you meet Kay, you meet Hawk, I met Hawkeye, you know, met a lot of people, you know, a lot of, through, many of them through the alpha nerds, you know, next thing you know, it was like, well, shit, why in the fuck not, you know? And so I was like, fuck it, got my stuff set up. Got all my equipment and just did it. You know, yeah. nervous, nervous as hell. I was boring as hell starting out, but you know, it was just like you just kind of <sighs> take that leap and see what happens, right? You can act one way. I was a train wreck in my first. Oh no, I I was, I was so I was so bad. Like I like my my layouts and stuff. You know, to watch chat, I didn't notice chat, so I wasn't even reading chat. Well, half okay, the time. I was reading. Yeah, chat Kay and I, Kay, Kay and uh, Biddy and I actually have something in common. We've known each other for a while. Uh, but we both started streaming pretty pretty Four regularly. Years. Four years, actually. I think it is. Yeah. Wow. 2018-ish. Yeah, 2018, yeah. I think, is what I remember. I met Hawk in 2019, so <laughs> you met him a year before I did. <laughs> so, we would never talk. Yeah, we would just be so focused on the game. We would zone everything else out and forget to read and wouldn't say much. Mm -hmm. And then you know? we have our mutual buddy, Kay, that has <laughs> come in and said, Listen here, motherfucker. You're going to talk to your chat. Right. Oh, oh wait. that's the thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you mean I'm supposed to pay attention to that too? Got it. Okay. <clears throat> and so, then, then from yeah. from then on out, can't really get either of us to shut up at times. Right. Well, it, yeah. It, it 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 took a point where I was like, okay, I have to change how I have everything laid out and get used to watching the other monitors. At the time I had three <clears throat> super ultra wide 29 inch monitors. So like I'm focused on the center, but my stuff is all far out to the side out of my peripheral. So I don't know. Yeah. So I ended, I ended up getting rid of those and got two other, two monitors, two 32s and put one above the other. And I noticed everything. So it was like, okay, this is much better. And then, you know, I, you know, I played I played all the games with everybody, but then for me, oddly enough, my, my best streaming nights was watching sumo highlights. <laughs> you took the question right out of my mouth. I knew where you were coming. I knew it was coming. One, way, <laughs> one, one question that one way has been dying to ask is what the fuck made you got into sumo wrestling? Well, it, it, well, it's the typical. I love, I love Asian, Asian history, especially Japanese history. Right. So, I've taken Japanese classes. I've read all about it. You know, it's like I don't I don't consider myself an in-depth expert by any means. I can't speak a lick of Japanese, but I just love the history. It's always interesting, you know, whether even China, Korea, you know, Southeast Asia, Philippines, you know, whatever. I love to learn about the history about about Asian culture in general. 
but Japanese, especially when you're talking about sumos and because I mean they're 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 mythic. You know, as kids growing up, they're like these mythical badasses, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like okay. So you know, love you know, obviously, Last Samurai, one of my favorite all-time movies, fantastic. Uh, Ken Watanabe, phenomenal actor, right? Love him. And so I'm like, okay, you know, started reading some more about it. Come to find out that, you know, sumo is one of those. You know, I always heard about it, didn't hear much. But you don't hear hardly anything about it in the U.S. because it's just not a big thing. There there are some, a couple of sumo federations. There is the U.S. Sumo uh, Federation. Uh, I think they're based out of Houston, if I'm not mistaken. And, but you never hear from right mm-hmm. but over there it's a massive thing these guys are rock stars absolute rock stars I, and so i just like okay you know start watching it one day and I'm like oh man these are fantastic oh shit did that just happen oh my god this is this is like exciting you know because you never know the, the matches only last a few seconds typically so they're <laughs> just turning right but you might get that one match where one guy just gets arm arm hip tossed right off the clay and into the first row and steam rolls over five people. Jesus the, Christ. Right. These dudes are, are weighing in, you know, upwards of 500 pounds and they're rolling over people in the crowd. It's like, holy shit. Are they okay? Are they alive? Right. So it was an entertainment factor. Do, do they for make, you. do they make these uh, uh, audience sign some release forms? I'm assuming they have to at that point. Well, I don't, I don't think so because it's understood that it can happen. So, right. They're so still... most well, I guess they're not in the U.S., so really, not right? It's not US. a U.S. right, you know. But I mean, they have these entire arenas dedicated to these tournaments. So it's like obviously the U.S. There's some major lawsuits happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Well, like there's one lawsuit where the uh, the there's one lady is trying to sue. I don't know if it's the MLB or if it's um, one of the the one of the the clubs. But they, her and her son, I guess, were there at the game before, and they were you know, everybody was warming up, and one of the pitchers threw a ball, and it got away from them hit her son in the head and basically he's had issues ever since and so they're trying to they're seeking like a hundred million dollars or something Holy for shit. for for damages just you know saying that they weren't that they weren't warned that this could happen and all they had all the pitcher had to do was throw it the other direction like jesus I'm like, it's on the ticket that says they're not liable for any injuries. They literally signed a contract. When you, it's like it's understood with the purchase of the ticket and entering, and usually there's signs and everything that they're not liable for injuries sustained. Like, they're gonna help take care of you, but they're not liable for this shit. Any professional <laughs> sport, you sign like this massive like hundred-page document. <laughs> right. You know, but I mean, it's like the oh. fan, but it's the the fan. But anyway. So uh, oh, it's a fan? it was a fan. And okay. Her son, her I thought we were talking about a player here. Okay. No, no. Well, no, the player threw the ball and she was saying that the players, all they should have did was turn. So they weren't throwing towards the, towards the fans. And it was like, you understand there's like, I don't know, like 20 some odd players on each side. You know, they can't just turn because they're all doing different things at any given time. That's how you lose so, this sport. Right. That's it's like, anyway. So anyway. But yeah, but so I that's I started streaming that and people hop in and they were like, what the hell? They're like, they still do this like nobody knew. So I did it. You know, I uh, just watched the highlights. They do tournaments every other month. Uh, and uh, before you know, I what I think within a couple months of doing like the first couple of times I did it, you know, I did uh, I do like about three hours of it, which would be about almost half the tournament because they just did the highlights. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing I know, I have 20 some odd people are sitting in my chat. We're all just hanging out, talking about sumo. But like, how is that fat man moving that way? You know, shit like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, 350 pound, 400 pound dude just looking like he's just like he like he can't do nothing. And he uh, talk, I think it was Taka Keisho. He when he when he gets ready, you know, he does his little routine to get ready for the bout. He flexes and all you see is his traps just go hard. His, his biceps just solidify. What was jiggling on his arm didn't jiggle. And they were like, oh my. <laughs> like, that 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 dude's, oh, oh my. And next thing you know, these dudes are headbutting. You hear the thud of a coconut because they smacked heads so hard. You watch guys walking out with bloody noses because they were slapping the shit out of each other, trying trying to get trying to get inside to get a hold on the on the uh on the outfit you know it just it's like sumo guys are deceptively athletic they look big but they're deceptively athletic uh, the the this the federation over there is actually trying to change it so that they're more healthy and they're not not such an emphasis on being big yeah. but more athletic muscular whatnot so they're you're seeing a lot more smaller guys more toned guys come in that are you know a better shape uh they actually have one guy his name is he goes by enho and he's like i don't know he's like five six and one of the first bouts i watched him do or one tournaments i watched him do he finished with like a seven and eight record Mm -hmm. he was he he was taking on you know 400 pound dudes and winning (laughs) so yeah so i i want to take a chance uh real quick and say um biddy i know you haven't streamed in a while just due to like personal life uh kind of getting in the way Mm-hmm. There for a bit. What do you normally I did post your link in chat. If uh, if these lovely people would actually go care to give Biddy a follow, you might be able to do the shout out as well because we do. I did manage to switch over to the other profile. Mm-hmm. I'm not trust. I, I'm, I, I, I'm not risking it. That's fair. Um, but as far as that that other uh, the other aspects of uh, of this going forward is do you have any advice for people that are wanting to get into content creation whether it be uh just starting out or for somebody that's looking to get back in it that's maybe lost their head headspace a bit the i've watched so many people do different stuff and the common thing that i see is don't worry about every what everybody else is doing you need to be you you are the one that's that they're coming to watch if you're trying to be like everybody else you're never going to get there. And also, J- if you try to be someone you're not, that's how you crash. You're going to crash and burn. You're going to, you're, they're going to lick you like you're a knockoff and they're going to, you're, that's it. That's, that's, once you get the stigma, that's what you are. And it's hard to break that. Be, be you, find, do what makes you happy, play the games that you like to play, you know, and, and, uh, just be yourself, right? That's all you can do because people want to see you. Like, I, I don't consider myself the most exciting person to watch. But when I'm watching sumo, I can be a little animated at times. I love I, I love watching sports, and I can get animated. And there, that's what got people over. Is they see me getting excited, they get excited. You know, you know, see my reactions, all that good stuff. But that's yeah. me, you know. And you know, or like we would be playing crew. <laughs> we will be the Hawkeye, me, Kay, and whoever else was with us. You know, we're over there just, just, you know, just trashing on each other, you know, and, you know, we're like, you know what, we need some excitement. Let's go do something. We play game and we're just getting all amped up because we're just trying to do not necessarily stupid stuff, but stuff that excites us. And that's where the energy come from. You can't fake the energy. And then me hitting a tree. 
Hawkeye just like blowing past me and then disappearing because he hits a tree. And yet the tr- hitting the trees thing still continues in this day and age. Don't worry, people. It will never end. He will always find the tree. Oh, no. No matter where he's <laughs> at. Do you know how many times? You know well, because many, they try to kill me. Do you know how many times I have seen one way hit a tree on fucking scum? <laughs> no, you don't understand. We could be hauling butt. There wouldn't be a tree anywhere near the freeway in Crew 2. We would just be hauling butt down the straight, and all of a sudden we hear, I hit a tree. And we're like, how the fuck did you hit a tree? And we look back, and he's like 10 miles, it's like 10 yards, 50 yards off the hot, off the street. He somehow managed to make a left turn. I think maybe his controller died or something. I don't know. But he turned left and smacked into a tree. And we're like, how the hell do you go over there and hit a tree like is there like a tree magnet on you or something just but it didn't every time and then there's the rock that threw me into the billboard incident oh oh, that was great that was great he just (laughs) he just cruising along smacks a rock and next thing you know he's in a billboard and we're like how the fuck did you get up there? Now, if we're just gonna bring up we're just gonna bring up topics of one way hitting things. How about him slamming his face into a car door? Just, just. Saying. I don't know if Betty knows about that. I don't remember that one, he, but he, I, he, does it surprise um, me? He's hit himself <laughs> in the face of his own car door before. Oh, I've done, I've done that, I've done that. So you should have uh, seen the bruise on his two face. Two months later. And two months later, that car gets in a wreck. You should have saw the bruise on his face. Nice. Yeah, I've done some. I could go, go to get out, move something, and then go to pull back. And as I'm closing the door and don't quite stand all the way up and catch the corner right in the face, like, ah, that hurts. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of weirdness. Um. So, Betty, when was the last time that you actually streamed, and what do you normally stream? Or is it just um video games and sumo wrestling, right? That's about it? Yeah. Uh, let's see. When was the last time I streamed? I actually know, because I pulled up your Twitch page to get your link. Uh, what was it, like April of 2020? So Three years ago. you've been off the game for a while. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it was... It was, it was uh, after I got the new, I had changed jobs and I had accepted a job while I, you know, cause I was living in Arizona. I accepted a job locally, had to start going to the office, but uh, it was like a 45 minute drive each way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, crap. I was like, so by the time I get home, it's an hour, hour and a half. I'm getting home, getting situated. And then I got to go to, you know, two hours later, I'm going to bed and I'm like, well, crap, I can't do it at this rate. You know, I'm like, well, I mean, I, 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 this job paid me a little more. So I'm like, okay, so it's not that big of a deal, but you know, then the office moved further North. So I'm like, well, crap, I, now I really can't because now it's an hour, 10 to hour and a half, at least just to get to and from work. I'm like, well, this is never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually was like set to start streaming again in like August because I had moved closer to work. So I was home within 45 minutes. And then my friend calls me September going, hey, what's your employment situation? I said, I have a job. He's like, OK, you want to come to Maryland? I'm like, uh, for what? He's like, I'm about to pay you. I'm like, OK, <laughs> I can't I can't pass that up. So <laughs> Right. So finally got here. You know, stop. I actually stopped and uh, saw friends, stopped and saw Hawkeye and Kay and on my way out here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get settled. I'm going to get back into streaming. You know, you know, you know, 
you know, once I get back, because you know, at that point I was staying with my buddy, got into the apartment, went back to Arizona for the for the holidays, you know, kind of gets, you know, kind of help get some stuff situated, come back out here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start getting ready. And then everybody's like, oh, by the way, uh, I might have a job for you somewhere else now. And I'm like, well, hell. Do I am I not going to have any time to do anything after I get off of work? So every, it's like everything one after another has been keeping me from streaming on a regular basis. And it's like every time I'm getting ready to jump back in, something catches my attention and I have to do that. I'm like, okay. So like right now, I'm waiting on this job wreck so I can fill it out, which I'm supposed to have this coming week because it looks like I'm going back west here in the next month or two. So Jesus I'm like, yeah, just I'm let a, a right. on that. On that, let us know so you know maybe if you stop stop close by where me and Mrs. Hawkeye are, mm-hmm. we can go grab dinner or something. Uh, this one's gonna be a straight west. It's, I'm going Colorado this time. So. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm probably gonna stop and see uh, see Spark uh, on my way through. And uh, but yeah, it's gonna be one of those where it's like get my stuff packed up, load up, get out there, get my apartment or whatever get get situated and start my next job so right. now so now my plan is to get situated get everything ready to go give myself like a month or two and then i'm gonna see where i'm at so i can try to do start doing it again <laughs> 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 it's like you know but i mean life is life right you know yeah. you, you 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 uh real life takes precedent so once that's situated and i'm good with that then i'll then then i come back to this so and oh. i think i would really really like to do, I do videos too, but I haven't been able to do those in a while. So. I guess now this time um, that where you can access questions and chat can ask any of us questions as well. Chat, yeah. the floor is also your guys' floor now, so you guys can ask any of us any questions. I know Dead Sea, but you had that question earlier. And Vidi, you can access any, any questions you like. Okay, I'll, I have one. I'll just wait to see if somebody else has looking at Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had one. He may be out. He may be out at, at the grill. He might be out of the grill. So, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> some of the stories that you've actually shared kind of reminded me of you uh, of my own. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like a lot of the stuff, like. I, I think, uh, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily think I have a lot of exciting stories. Most of mine tend to be like life stories, you know, the divorce kids, you know, going through all that nonsensical BS. Uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, just, just to kind of give advice, somebody advice is like, don't ever stop. No matter what the situation is, it will get better. You just have to, just, you have to make that decision to make it better. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, ex-wife mentally abusive, you know, basically cheated on me, filed for divorce saying I was abusive in every way. So I got that stigma, you know, I was a cheating, uh, you know, abusive guy. And before long, you know, it came out that she lied, all that good stuff. Um, tried to, try to shelter my kids from me, you know, it was hard as shit to see them. Eventually my younger one came out and I got offered a job, so... It was kind of a mess, and so it ended up being not the best time. So, but she she liked it for what it was. The older one came out, and I I left my. And then I got into a relationship with my ex girlfriend. We had was with her for like what seven years, I think. She was controlling the whole bit, but eventually I just had to. You have to get a spine and be like, I'm gonna do what I need to do, and that's it. And left her, bought my house. A year later, my older daughter moved out and I was able to get her on track. She was the one that everybody coddled and nobody wanted to force her to deal with, with emotional situations. Like to give you an idea of how bad it was, we would go to Subway and I would ask her what she wants. And she would like, she at this point, she's 14 years old. 
She's acting like she's three, hand in front of her face, turning to me, going, whispering, I just want turkey. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I look at her. I was like, don't tell me. You tell her. And she would just turn to her. But same thing. I just want to no, speak up. Like, we're not doing this. I'm three-year-old quiet talk. No. Speak the fuck up. And she just kind of looked at me. The lady, the lady's looking at me, looking at her. And, you know, she wants to say something, but she realizes what I'm doing. So she's not saying anything. She's like, okay. And I'm like, it's, I'm sorry. It's a teaching moment. And I need her to understand that she can't do this. And she's like, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> so, 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 um, so anyway. most of you, most of y'all know my, uh, one of my brothers, uh, Thomas. Oh, uh-huh. yes. We, I know very much of him. Yes. He doesn't like cheese, uh, but we would go to McDonald's and he's like, I'm a double cheeseburger without the cheese. <laughs> <sighs> that, so the first few times, what? you know, my mother, my mother and I obliged and then, then it just came out. Eventually my mother got sick of it, told him, told me to order it. Then I got sick of it and go, look, you're eight years old. Go order it your damn self. Right. Yeah. I, and yeah. And it's, and it's because everybody called her like you know like i said you know growing up everybody would just you know i'll just do it for you i'll just do it for you i'll just do it for you and they never learned that that skill of social interaction and so for the first several months of her being with me it was it was like this and eventually it became yeah I, you know you can see it slowly building it's like you don't have to be afraid just do it slowly building slowly building slowly building she got she joined marching band and we did marching band all four years of high school. And you saw, like, I went and I t- she was like, you're going to be there, right? You know, because she was that very, very, very insecure kid. You know, the one that I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, had to be very cautious. And like, like it, you know, like, you know, that dog, you know, first time going outside, touching the grass, not sure if I should step on this type of a thing. <laughs> that yeah. was her. That was her. And, uh, and, uh. You know, the parents, they, 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 the next year, like her sophomore year admitted to me, is like, we were worried about her. I'm like, well, how do you mean? And they're like, she didn't talk. She didn't do nothing. She was very shy. We like, we didn't know if she's, and then, so I explained to them the situation. They were like, what the ever living F is wrong with her mom? And I'm like, she's an idiot. How's that? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, you, you've been doing something right. So just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, good. That's because I'm like, I see the progress. So, you know, it's that validation that, you know, you, you see the progress in your kids. It's like, you know, all parents, mainly, mainly fathers, they want to see that validation with their kids. And it's like, if they see their kids are, are prospering, then they know, right? Well, my, my validation for her was, I think her sophomore or junior year, she had an assignment and they, it was about who's your hero. And she asked me to send her some pictures and she needed a poster board. And I was like, well, what for? And she's like, she told me about the assignment. And I was like, really? And I asked her, I was like, well, why did you pick me? And she started listing all the stuff up, you know, you know, pushing me out of my box. Don't let me be in my comfort zone because she would just go hide in her, in her hide in her room, you know, make her, make her have to deal with emotional situations, make her have to get used to those social, those social interactions. That's how you build character. That's how you build a person that can be in society nowadays, you know, and, but at the same time, being there if need as needed, you know, helping her with band, being there when she w- was doing marching band, you know, and if I couldn't make it one time, she knew it was, there was a good reason 
and I would be there the next time, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And you know, see, that, you... bring, that brings a really interesting segue uh, into another uh, segment for a different time. Uh, it, it was a lot of uh, masking, if you know what that is. Masking, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what that is, is uh, basically putting a face on. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you cover what you want. You show only show what people, you only show what you want people to see versus what you, what really is there. Every person in my high school. Yep. My ex-girlfriend come to, you know, when I left her and bought my house, the final straw for that one, seven years. She finally, she was like, I love your daughters. Seven years later, I don't want your daughters to live with me. See ya. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> bye. <the> la- bye. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Like these are my daughters. I fight. I'm fighting for them to have the opportunity to come live with me. Mm-hmm. And now, now you're telling me they can't. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I, I take my daughters over you every time. Yeah. And I think that's right around the time that you and I met. Yeah, this was 2015. This was in 2015. Oh, and, so it was yeah. about two years, uh, two three years after right. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of years after that. You know, because by that point in time we met, you I was like, gotta go ban stuff. You know, my daughter and. And if, if we want to talk about kids, I can give you another one. My younger daughter. I, I think I told you about her, didn't I, uh, uh, Hawkeye? Uh, only off and on. Okay. Um, Our schedules don't mesh as, as well as they used to. So Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right at the end of 2019, she, you know, like her mom basically had turned her against me, basically is what it was. Mom using the excuse that. Because she reminds me of of her mom, therefore I hate her. I don't love her, and I don't want anything to do with her. Is what it was. Uh, basically, she would her mom would manipulate her, you know. And at one point, told told uh, had told her just to kill herself. You know, a younger like yeah. This is how this is how much of a crap that is. Uh, but I'm the bad guy, right? So so 2019 rolls around, and I'm you know I'm like hey you know I just want to make sure you're good, you know. You know, if you need anything, just let me know. And, you know, we had we had some a little bit of back and forth a little bit, but she finally was like, OK. And she was like, I'm going to take a chance. You know, mom says I sh- if I every time I need something, she's like, I don't have money. Go to your dad. He has money. I was like, well, that's not true. But, you know, what is it? And she was like, you know, I think the first one was uh, she didn't have any money. Ma- her mom didn't keep food in the house and she needed to get some food. I'm like, well, what do you mean you need food? She's like. I have my own fridge so that I can make my own stuff because mom never has anything in the house. I was like, what the fuck? And so she's like, yeah. And she's like, and I also need some shoes. I'm like, I tell you what, I'm going to send you 200 bucks on a Walmart gift card. You can go to Walmart. She said, yeah, go get food, some shoes, you know, temper. I know it's you know, not going to be the greatest shoes, but you at least have some shoes, right? She's like, okay, thank you. And so she does. You know, and, you know, a couple, you know, a couple months later, she's going to go to prom, but she doesn't have any money because her mom's taking it all. Because according to her mom, she needs to give her the money that she makes at her job, part time job to help out with the bills of the house. Her mom doesn't work. 14 year old kid is supposed to help out with the bills of her house because the mom doesn't want to work. Oh, that reminds me of my family. Right. Well, my family is a more interesting topic on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So, okay. Uh, we'll, fi- uh, we'll finally got his question to us. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll speed this up and then we'll, we'll get we'll uh, So, we talk a little bit. And finally, one point, she has an argument with her mom. And mom you know, goes upstairs. Mom, here's her mom and her her stepdad arguing and here's the stepdad say well why do you badmouth their father to them you know he's not that bad of a guy and it and her reply was 
it's because he always he's always loved me. He's just trying to ruin my life. Oh. Right. So my daughter hears this, goes downstairs, asks ask the <laughs> but pool, you have so many holes. <laughs> and so she goes downstairs, talks to her, her stepdad, and he's like, Look, your dad's not as bad as your mom makes it out to him. You should probably go visit. So she calls me and says, Can I come visit? I said, Yes, let me know when. She's like, After Christmas, however, New Year's. I'm like, Perfect. So I get her the ticket. Her mom's not happy about it, but she goes along with it. We, you know, she's out for here for about a week and a half, comes out, you know, and, you know, a few days later, she's just like, wow, it's, you know, she gets up, you know, she's like, wow, it's so quiet. I keep expecting her brothers to come out. I'm like, no, this is how I want it. This is, this is how my household will stay. If there's any drama, I cut that shit out. I want a quiet household, a peaceful household. This is how it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she was like, I like this. And she doesn't say, you know, she doesn't really mention it, but she's like, you know, I, but come to find out she was like talking to her sister, like, I want to move out here. She's like, this is nothing like mom had said. And her sister was like, just tell dad. He's like, she's like, but I don't know. And <laughs> you know, her sister says, what have you been telling me? You have to talk to him, you know, full well, he's going to, he's going to do what he can, if, but he can't do it if you don't say shit. And so, so finally, like a few days before she's, uh, you know, uh, getting ready to go back. She's like, what would you think about doing? I was like, you already know my answer. And she's like, well, yeah, but I figured I'd ask. I was like, no, the question you should be asking is when do you want me back? And she, and she's like, okay, when do you want me back? I said, do you really want to go back out there? Or do you want to just say, fuck it and ha make your mom mail everything? She's like, no, I would need to get my stuff. I got to go quit my, quit my work and all that. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair enough. That's an adult decision. I can, I can handle that. Mm -hmm. So she's like, <laughs> okay. So she goes back, mom picks her up. She tells her mom on the drive back to the house that she's going to move out there with me. And mom, her mom absolutely loses it. I knew this was going to happen. He's trying to ruin me. He hates me. It's all, he's like, that's his entire objective of his life is, is to ruin me. He can't get over me. You know, and her mom's boyfriend, who, by the way, her mom is married to this other guy still and has a side guy too. Just, mm. yeah. Gives you an idea of who, how she is. Uh, and he's like, yeah. And, and my, my daughter's like, no, this was my decision. Dad left it up to me. He knew this is exactly what you were going to do. So he, he, he left it up to me. He wasn't going to try to force me to go either way. And she's like, well, he's going to have to eat the ticket, you know, you know, whatever the money he spent on a plane ticket for you. And cause she told him that she had a plane ticket already. And it's like, because you're not going. And my daughter goes, well, I am going because this is my money. I bought the ticket. He didn't do it. This is my decision. A hundred percent. He left it up to me. Her mom never said a word from her the rest of the time she was there. <laughs> Not a single word. Come to find out, you know, daughter moves out, you know, everything's good. She was on antidepressants. Find out that she had been suicidal like i'm not going to say fully attempted like she had the razor in her hand but didn't actually go through with it on several occasions and i had talked to her and one day she'd come up and saying she needed her antidepressants because she was worried that she might do something and i'm like are you sure and she i'm like how have you felt since you've been here and she's like i've actually felt pretty good i'm like do you feel that you need to continue to make these she's like i kind of do I'm like, are you sure about that? And she's like, no. I'm like, I tell you what, let's see how it goes. Finish your, finish your, your pills, and we'll, we'll take it every two weeks. She's like, okay, I can, we can do that. Not even a month later, she's like, I don't want them. I'm good. She's like, I, I've never felt better. And she's like, and I don't know how to explain it, but all of the bullshit, all of that 
that that negativity all that that massive cloud is gone you know six months of being out there she, you know she gave me she gave me a present just random present saying i was her hero and she that's when she admitted that she'd been suicidal and that i'd saved her you know she'd been asking her mom for her driver's license for several years and we went and got it we helped her get a car you know the whole typical teenager stuff right yeah and she's like and now She's about to get married. Well, technically she's married. She's going to do an actual ceremony. Uh, Guy's pretty nice and has a good head on shoulders. And she's just like, I can't believe I wasted so many years up there. She's like, I love my mom, but clearly I needed to be down here with you. And both of them, (laughs) I I don't know where either one of them would be had they not moved in with me. I I, I swear my younger one would probably be dead right Mm -hmm. now. Okay. So, but so guys, I had people, you know, yeah, I, and that's awesome. I, yeah, well, yeah, it is awesome. I'm like, I'm super proud about about the fact that I've I've done so well, and I did it because I did. I was I was assured that I followed my decision, and I stuck behind my my decision making. I did what I felt was right, and when I started getting that validation that I was doing right, I kept going. I had so many people telling me that, you know, mainly females telling me that. I shouldn't do that. I need to do this. You shouldn't do that. You need to do this. Those are girls. They need a woman, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they have plenty of women to look at them, but they need, they need their father to lead the way. And it comes back to the, their, their stepdad, he wasn't doing shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to set the example. And that's what I did. And, and people, you know, and finally at one point I, people were telling me, you know, tell me what to do. I said, I make, I make the decision. I live with the consequences. You don't say shit to me. I'm, I think I think my history speaks for itself. So you can keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, if you feel it's right, you stick to your guns. Fuck everybody else. Let's and, uh, jump to Paul's question. Yes. Um, chance so, to collab. Yeah, Paul asks, mm. if you had a chance to collab with anyone, who would it be and why? And this mm. is a question directed at all of us, by the way. Anybody. Yes. Um... <sighs> I, I know, right? I Because I do so many things, but if I had to, I don't think they would actually, I don't think they actually stream or anything, but uh, I would love to do it with one of the announcers from the, that, that does the uh, the sumo tournament uh, uh, commentary. Mm. I mean, uh, granted, I don't know if it'd be a collaboration thing, but how awesome, I think it would be pretty awesome to be able to talk to them and call a, 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 a sumo match with them. I would actually. Uh, finds a see there's so many fucking answers to that because <laughs> i follow so sea. many different people <laughs> dead people i want to do that now <laughs> like i have i have collabs planned with people that are play similar games but if i had like the chance of a lifetime it'd be with one of these popular popular youtubers that play uh, gary's mod or something yeah, that'd be fun. My thing is, I wouldn't want to collab with any popular. I don't know. I just wouldn't want to collab with any big names, just because I don't right. want myself to grow like that. I want to work out my foundation and how I want my foundation to grow. Understand? Well, see, here's the thing: just because you collab with a popular person does not mean that your platform is going to grow rapidly. I know that. I was just making a statement on that. End. I, I it's it sounds more like the. Like if you're collabing, you're working with them, and it can kind of seem like you're hitching your wagon to them, right? And mm-hmm. that's what you that you want to avoid that. Um, but at the same time, it would be good to it would be nice to you know do a couple of streams with them, right? You know, you know, you know, like uh, whether it be you know say Shroud or Hollywood Bob or whoever case may be, right? You know, one stream with them, and you could have you know ten thousand uh, followers, not necessarily subs bunch of followers just out of nowhere but you know 
but you have to prove yourself to the with with those guys, right? Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. So in that aspect, yes, it's it not can a, help, but it may not may not be an instantaneous thing either. It's and and it's just like Bull said. It, it's uh, you're falling into uh, that into that. Into it's not that a clout chasing. Right, right. You've fallen into that into that same category, and it's like I want to have my way. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're talking with like, you know, we'll just use all the PUBG guys, you know, Hollywood Bob, Halley, Chaco, you know, you know, Hambino, uh, uh, Swag, you know, all those guys, they, they, they play with each other on the, in the game, you know, and we'll, we won't mention the other guy since Twitch doesn't like him, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, when you, when you play the game one time with one of them, that's what you are, you know, and whereas, you know, if you do something like music, it's such a much more open thing, you know, like if you were Herman Lee from Dragon Force, if I was a musician, God, that would be amazing, you know. So I guess my response currently wouldn't be a, a one specific person. Right now, the best thing I can put in perspective for that is um, on the podcast and in perspective for the podcast, like it would be cool to have a veteran from like a different country. Oh, yeah. The different aspects and differences between it would be really cool eventually to have a veteran from a different country i would love to go and talk to a world war ii veteran from japan just to listen to his stories mm-hmm. that's i just want to listen to his story like, it would be cool to have veterans from other countries on the podcast yeah so uh cover <laughs> first tarkov match ever he was heading in into extract on customs and got sniped, sniped by Dr. Lupo. He messaged, messaged <laughs> later and said, sorry, I didn't know you were playing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so here's my question. If these two people were to fight, who do you think would win? Daniel LaRusso or Bruce Leroy? I honestly can't answer that. Do you know who, Daniel, tell- do you know who Daniel LaRusso is? I feel like uh, Bruce. No. I feel like Bruce Daniel LaRusso is the Karate Kid. Oh, like Bruce Bruce Leroy is the guy from The uh, Last Dragon, the, the <laughs> cheesy eighties kung fu movie. You have if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. But if those two I'm gonna were fight, my, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put my money on Bruce. <laughs> I, I would say too, yeah, because he had much more training. I would definitely think Bruce Leroy would would win that one. But cool. you know you gotta you gotta watch out for that fucking crane kick though. <laughs> cool. Every time you talk to me, I make you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just say bull. So, so here you go, Daniel or the American Ninja. Oh, it'd be the American Ninja. He he actually had legitimate training. True. Uh, more so more so than Bruce Leroy did. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean that dude was he was clo- he was closet badass because so many people don't know of him, but he was like high level, like not quite Chuck Norris level. But he was up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that movie. I remember that movie. That that was like one of the points where it was like I watched that. You saw Karate Kid one, two, and three. <clears throat> you watched um, uh, what you might call it, um, uh, Last Dragon. You watched uh, uh, Bloodsport. I watched. I've never seen Bloodsport. No, I have. Oh my god! Come on, Dad. I know you've seen Last. I know you've seen Bloodsport. I can honestly say I've not seen Bloodsport. One, that was one of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's earliest movies. It was kind of like his breakout movie, I guess, uh, where he plays um, Frank. Uh, I forget the last name, uh, but he plays he plays this guy Frank Frank Dukes Frank Dukes, and he goes over to uh, China and gets into the blood sport, which is an underground fighting. It's supposed to be illegal, mm. and he gets invited, and only the only the best of the best can can get get invited to it. And he goes down there and uh, he fights all these guys, and uh, one guy 
basically puts his buddy in the hospital and he goes in there and hey what's up Kay? and he basically uh fights this dude almost he basically almost kills him let's <laughs> see so now k shows up after all the stories are told um k do you have any questions for our friend biddy mage here so i know you always got some good questions to ask people k <laughs> <laughs> Put the fucking right on the spot. <laughs> Nothing about Colorado. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have a I have a question. Um, out of the veterans that you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't me so fucking sexy. <clears throat> oh man, I don't want to give that one away, but uh, I eat lots of cinnamon donuts. That one's uh, <laughs> that's a pretty important one. That's and sad. then uh, and then. Uh, uh, you play lots of Crew 2 with K. That, that you know. So you're saying I should just buy Crew 2 and play with K now? Yeah. Only when it's on sale. Yep. And then, and then, and then, then when you, you're feeling bad about yourself, watch them, uh, watch them sumo, and realize you're nowhere close to those guys' side, and you're good to go. <laughs> that confidence comes right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Biddy, I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Because obviously we, we we intersect in a lot of different veteran communities. Right. If there could be any veteran content creator or not that you would love to see actually be brought onto this podcast, what would you say? If there was one that I specifically would want to have on, see on here, yeah, man, um, I know, I know, it's probably uh, probably hard, but I would like to see an older vet. Like we if there cynic. was, well, cynic would be good, but we um, cynic actually lined up for an episode. That's good. Uh, but I'm thinking like, uh, you know, it, I don't remember, it, but uh, like a World War Two vet, if there's mm. still any up, that would be awesome. That like would. stories. Uh, like for me, it's all about the stories. Or even Vietnam, if they're if they have stories, fantastic. Like I like when I was at Fort Hood, I was uh, helping out a uh, a uh, a uh, retired. Uh, uh, first aren't uh, I get his uh, his VA paperwork in order and he was talking about the, you know how they had not properly given him his his disability for the nape the agent orange shit that he had had been exposed to and he started talking about all the stories and crawling through the freaking holes and the whatnot and I, I I think he was the, if I remember correctly, he was the guy that ended up having to stab a dude while he was in one of the freaking rat holes. He crawled through, come face to face with a dude and freaking managed to get on top of him and just stab him <laughs> while he was in the hole. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, but yeah, hearing stories from those guys, fantastic. Love them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sending you uh hell. I mean, I, if you've got, if you've got these old, these old timers uh, cool uh, on there, I, I would listen to their stories all day long. And mm-hmm. that's all I would. That's all I would ever do if I could. Eventually, I plan on growing this Ooh. podcast to have a wide variety of different vet eras and stuff. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to see this podcast progress into a wide variety of vets. Yes. I mean, for now, with our first seven episodes, I feel like we've have advanced our spread with a lot of things. For example, we've had one of every branch array on the podcast, which is nice, amazing. Very nice. We now have, I think you're our third army, right? Third? I'm number three. I'm number three. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. He's the third. Wait. Because we're not, count- we're not counting me because I haven't. Wait, hold on. Yeah. What branch is Dev? Army. Brent was army. Two. AGN's army. AGN was army. The four. Actually, we've had four army. <laughs> oh, I'm number four. We've actually Damn. had four army. <laughs> Damn it! I'm all the fingers on one hand, motherfuckers. <sighs> that sucks. 
Oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> so. All right, Paul. I'll definitely talk <laughs> to you about that one then. Um, but um, we are going to end up to the point where we need to start wrapping this up. We are already over our time. Ooh. Dun dun dun. Um. So, anyways, you have anything final words to say? Uh, sure. Okay, get your shit ready. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I, I think I'm good. Uh, I mean, it's been fun. Always, always like just sit, getting in here, chit chatting and whatnot. Uh, Appreciate we'll it. Any final words? No. no well, no. Uh, <laughs> talks are bugging me. Remember, remember, <laughs> uh, this podcast is also sponsored by Audible. Yes, yes, it is indeed. Um, also, um, for people that are watching offline, if you like to click on the Audible link, if you like to do the thirty-day uh, free trial, you can offline as well. I have it linked in every description of every episode across every platform, which I think we're on ten different fucking platforms now. Don't ask us to name them because... Don't, don't. Please don't ask me to name all of them. We have like 10. I have a link tree <laughs> it, it in takes the Discord. I have a link tree in the Discord. I've yet to set up a link for it in the Twitch, but I do have one in the oh, Discord. I, I meant the link name. tree. But yeah, name for all the name them all. fucking links. No, name no, them all. I'm not naming all of them. Do it. The newest one being the newest one being iHeartRadio. <laughs> okay, we have iHeartRadio. We got Spotify. We got Google Play. We got Apple Podcast. Google Podcast. We got um, almost Pandora's basically on there. We have iHeartRadio, as he mentioned. We have Audible. We have Podcast Index. There's like two I'm missing that I can't come up with mind. <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. That's that's next week, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously we have Twitch here, the home of Twitch. Obviously, <laughs> um, um full. I'll see what I can do. It might be interesting, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it goes, well, uh, shall we? Before we go, shall we uh, go ahead and announce our next guest? Oh yes, um, our next guest is actually the guest that I am most excited for. I can't wait until this next episode. Um, our next episode, episode eight, will be with Shellback Tech, which you guys don't, which you guys have heard about him because his charity has been on three of our podcasts already. <laughs> so I know damn well you guys have heard of him. Yeah, nobody hears of me. Dang it. And, um, <laughs> well, hell, I know Dead Seeple and One Way both have definitely heard of him. They're recipients for his charity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As you say his real name. <laughs> never, never heard of her. Kay's oh, also a recipient, too. Oh, I forgot. You're right. Katerny is a recipient. <laughs> but, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely hyped for our next episode, which that will be on April 30th, which happens to be my birthday too. No but, hype trains. No hype trains. No, please don't. Please what, don't have what? a hype train on the podcast. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. Get shit. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fool. Uh. If she's up for it, just invite her to the Discord and fill out the nomination thing. Yeah, we, we yeah, um, Paul, we got a nomination form now within the Discord. Nice. All right, but anyways, we are going to be ending this. Let me look for a vet to raid out into because I like to raid into vets during the podcast. Because why not? I sent you a couple of them. Seems to be on. I see 
one on my list. Do I, see? I see two on my list. Let me see. Um, we've ran into Deadly twice already with the podcast. Have we ever ran into MVK with a Salamon? Actually, no. Let's let's go there. That's good. Okay. Um, we're gonna <laughs> show the love of the podcast to another veteran. He is, um, Mad Viking King. Um, he was actually on the past episode. He was on the very first episode of the podcast as well. If you'd like to check out his episode, you can always go to one of the thousand platforms. Well, thousand now, like, you know, one of the platforms we have. Just check out the platforms. Yeah, uh, I need to make a link for them, but um, let me actually... Fuck it. Uh, I'm getting the link tree now. I have the link tree somewhere in my Discord. Hold on. I'll, I'll give you guys the link. Uh, um... Um, you mean this link tree? You have it too. Okay. You have a timer. Wait, did I put it as a timer? Yeah. Fuck, I did do the thing I didn't think I did. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> well done. I know, right? I am pro streamer, man. We need a golf clap in the chat, please. Okay, <laughs> I golf am clap. pro streamer. <laughs> golf clap all the way around. Oh, yes. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Kane, dead people yell at me, call me an idiot. I know. Trust me, I'm well aware. You know, you know, you're gonna get hell later for that, right? <laughs> oh, I definitely have <laughs> this. Anyways, we're gonna write down that now before I start getting hell. 